Hey everybody, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as I talk to my guests about what it means to grow their career and how they define success. This is an experiment in helping us all to understand that while we may share things in common, we also have a lot of differences when it comes to both our careers and our definitions of success. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today, my guest is Rocky Leal. Rocky, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Mr. John. Thank you for having me, sir. I'm excited to have you. It is a spring day uh, when we're recording this. Uh, beautiful day. Rocky's down in uh, gorgeous New Braunfels, Texas. I am in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, about 50 degrees difference between the two of us, which is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, Rocky, for folks who don't know you, uh, what's your role and uh, what company and group do you work for? I'm with Keita Construction down in Texas with the paving group, John. I run the uh, operations and a project manager for Mike Flom and Matthew Bradley and the team down here. That's exciting. So um, when it comes to that role, what does that look like on roughly a weekly basis? What do you actually do when you're running everything? On a weekly basis, John, I try. I schedule the crews, schedule material, and uh, follow all the finances for the jobs we're performing for that week. Try to keep up with the budgets and uh, schedule the guys to make sure that we're staying safe and we're following all the proper safety procedures when we go out to the jobs. Nice. A lot of good stuff going on, I'm sure, when it comes to that. Um, how did you come to be a part of the uh, Keeley Company's team? I actually worked with Michael Flom at another company before. He's our uh, director of operations down here in Texas. And uh, he had reached out to me about an opportunity with a great company and um, said, if we would sit down and have a conversation. And I, I've always liked Mike and had a great relationship with him. I said, yeah, you know what? I'll give Mike a call. And I sat down with Mike and Bradley and Mr. Matt Taylor. And um, I really liked the dynamic of the team when I interviewed with them. And I really liked the the, the family kind of environment, but also eager entrepreneur, um, really go-getter kind of uh, attitude we had in the meeting. And it kind of gravitated me towards wanting to start something new. You know, they, they pitched to me the idea of bringing, you know, Keeley to Texas and helping us grow to self-perform. And I really got excited about being part of a, a team to build something. So not only do you know Mike, but, you know, Mike is referring you and saying, hey, Rocky's a good guy. We need him on the team. Uh, and then you get a chance to meet all the personalities and see whether the fit is right. That's it's always a great way to do it as opposed to having to do like a, a cold call and go, hey, I'm looking for a job. What do you guys got? <laughs> no, yes, sir. I think the interview process was awesome. I mean, sitting down with Matt Taylor and uh, Matthew Bradley and Mike Flom, and they laid out the system that they had planned, and and I liked it, and and I bought into it, and I think that's a real big key about uh, building something and and being successful is is getting the people to buy into it. Yeah, always is right because it's the people that build the projects; uh, they don't build themselves yet. Yes, sir, that is correct. So tell me a little bit about how you came to be in the asphalt paving world. Is this something that Little Rocky woke up one day and said, I want to be in asphalt paving construction? Or how did you come to be a part of this? Yeah, John, so Little Rocky actually wanted to get into law enforcement. Um, I had a family member that was a Texas Ranger down here in Texas as I was younger, and it really motivated me to want to get in law enforcement. But I guess just naturally 
I gravitated towards construction. I have a background in it with my father and my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather worked for the same company for 47 years, and my father's been in this industry for 27 years now. So I guess you can kind of say, John, I was born into it, and it's in my blood. That is amazing. 40 and 27 years. Holy cow. What a pedigree. <laughs> yes. And, and, oh, yes, sir. Uh, well, definitely company, man. Definitely, uh, definitely my heroes, people I look up to. Are you able to have conversations uh, with either of them, or were you able to, uh, about what it is in construction that makes for a successful career? Yes, that is a great question, John. So growing up in the industry, the one piece of advice that I will always remember my father giving me, and it kind of goes into what Rusty says, it was, uh, you know, Rusty always says you get the people right. And my father had taught me early on that a foreman is only as good as his crew. Mm -hmm. you, you, you build your crew up and it reflects on the leadership and it goes vice versa. The leadership reflects on the crew. And that always stuck with me, John. It always stuck with me because I know essentially my father was telling me it's about the people. Man, that's amazing. And just to have that uh, at a young age, so it becomes part of who you are. When you looked uh, at uh, the way that he managed his people, what were some things that he had done that helped to ensure you actually had the right people? I'd say his leading by example, John. If if we had a job that we had to run 17 hours straight, he was right there with us. Hmm. I'm not necessarily saying he had to be, but it was leading by example. He was showing us, guys, I'm not going to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. I'm not I'm not going to ask you guys to do something if I'm not willing to do it myself. And and that really resonated with me at a young age. I, I started working for my father at 18 and a half years old, going on 19 years old. And at a young age to see that it really inspired me to want to lead people and lead them the right way. Leadership, always an important distinction. And you talked about leading by example, obviously a, a favorite of mine uh, when it comes to the ability to get people to uh, follow a leader. When you look at a construction site, many times people say, well, it's not about leading. It's about telling people what to do and building something. Can you unpack uh, from the, the insider standpoint what it really looks like? Uh, and maybe help people understand that it really is more about leading our skilled trade as opposed to telling them what to do. Yes, yes, John, you definitely want to lead. And there's a difference between leading and telling. I think when you're leading, you get your team involved. You talk about the different aspects on the job site that you may run into because a supervisor's job is very different from our regular craft worker's job. So the safety issues that we run into are very different. So maybe I'm looking at something that the craft workers doesn't see, and maybe the craft worker sees something that I don't see. So I've learned at a very young age that there is a difference between telling your crew what to do and leading them what to do. A leader inspires them to be better. And someone that tells them what to do is just somebody there to get the job done, get out and quick. And a leader is there to inspire, motivate and teach. As we know, when you get the head and hearts engaged, uh, you get all kinds of good stuff coming on, both for the individuals, uh, the team, and then certainly 
not only the company, but the communities, right? Cool projects, Absolutely. you know, getting done on time and without quality issues, that's better for the communities we're in. Absolutely, Mr. John. I think it starts off with pride. If, if you can get your people to take pride in what they do, all the other things fall into place. The quality, the safety, you, we have to take pride in what we do. We have to take pride in making sure everyone goes home safe. We have to take pride in putting out a good quality product that we only put down once. And when we do make mistakes, we have to take pride in being accountable, learning from them and growing from them. Yeah, that accountability and failure part, always uh, an interesting topic, especially uh, when you have people who have been in their careers for a while like you have. Uh, could you share with folks a uh, what looked like to be a failure at the time, uh, but the way that you handled it actually has really jump-started your career and is driving the success that you have? Yes, John, every day. Every day I fail. I, 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 it sounds, it sounds funny. Sounds a little cliche, but I try to learn every day, Mr. John. Um, I learn off of everyone, and I've learned that I'm gonna make mistakes, and I'm gonna learn from them, and I'm gonna grow from them. But I think the biggest thing about making mistakes, Mr. John, is holding yourself accountable, because that's the only way you're gonna grow. So my, my biggest mistake that I think I can, you know, resonate with and bring up to the group is probably, you know, my decision to um, to stay complacent in a project, in a project and in a job that I wasn't so happy with because I was afraid to grow. I was afraid to take the next step. And when I finally let that go and I held myself accountable, I made the leap of faith. And I think that that really that really jump started my career because it helped me it helped me grow as a person and it helped me grow professionally. Man, a lot of good stuff there. I want I want to unpack that because I think there's a lot of wisdom there that uh, we can all learn from. Uh, first and foremost, when you talk about accountability. What does that look like? Is accountability something that you provide yourself uh, or do other people provide it to you? Is it a mix? What does what does holding yourself accountable look like? I think holding yourself accountable, John, in a team environment like we are, it's going to be a mixture. There's going to be times where I make a mistake and I have to hold myself accountable. And there's going to be times where I make a mistake and my team holds me accountable and vice versa. There's times where my team makes mistakes and I have to hold them accountable. And it's not necessarily meaning that we're getting on each other. It's just a way that we can grow together as a team, as a group. Second thing I wanted to talk just a little bit about, uh, you had mentioned kind of that I wanted to stick with something you felt maybe a little too long because of that fear of growth. Um, and we all have that. That's part of the human condition is somewhat of that fear that I might uh, volunteer and I just don't have it. Right. And yes. uh, what does that look like? for you when you're trying to make the decision of, do I think I can grow or is it time for me to just say, hey, I'm where I'm gonna be and I can't get any better? How do you approach that so you don't let fear override your decision? In that scenario, John, I approached it with my faith in God. I prayed on it. Um, I, I came into a decision in the crossroad in my career where I was comfortable doing what I was doing, running a running an asphalt paving crew, had the opportunity to grow into a higher role, but I wasn't confident in myself feeling that I could handle that role. 
for whatever reason it was, personally or internally, uh, I decided to pray on it. And I prayed on it, and I came to the conclusion that I wanted to do that leap of faith and jump. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone, and I wanted to be comfortable getting uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. It certainly does. And showing that faith component, right, of going, hey, I may not have all the answers, but I trust that there is a bigger reason here. And uh, barring the I get a uh, red light <laughs> as as you're spending time with your faith, uh, it's like, OK, I'm going to move forward and we're going to find out what happens. That's that's really cool. And I think it's something that many times people underestimate the the power of faith and family and friends. It, it do, does not fall on our shoulders to s- decide uh, we do need some outside or higher intervention to help guide us through life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. John, I, I definitely agree with that statement 100%. Um, I, I keep my wife involved in all my decisions and my faith in God. And like you said, there's a higher plan for us. And sometimes we need to take that leap of faith. And I'm glad I did because I ended up with a great company. <laughs> and great people. And, and here we are talking. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, Rocky and I were talking before I hit the record button. Um, I was down in Texas doing some strategic planning for the organization uh, on the first couple of days after he had started. And it was one of those things that uh, he was able to pop in coming in from the field after having visited some of the guys. And I got a chance to meet him. Uh, And here we are a year later, and we're talking about how cool the journey has been and all the growth that we have seen. And so it's just very cool to see that journey uh, and to stay in touch with people. Uh, When you look at that with your crews, um, how do you keep the best and most talented folks on your uh, crews that are involved in the trade? I try to implement what we practice here at Keeley, John. I try to look at the pride. I try to look at the craftsmen and the foremen that show pride in what they do. And we try to instill pride in all our guys. You know, we we talk to them on a daily basis. We preach to them safety, we have our meetings, we schedule jobs, and I think that's how you get your people engaged, John, showing them that they're a part of the planning process, showing them that they're a part of what's going on. They don't just feel like a number or feel like, well, I'm just going out to do a job because, you know, boss says to go do it. It, it, They feel involved in the planning and, you know, you get them involved in your safety, your pre-safety meetings, and I think a lot of that, John, goes a long way. Yeah, I would agree. It ties into purpose, right? Everybody wants to know that they have a purpose and they're being valued as the human that they are and what they can contribute. No one wants to be treated as a less than uh, what they are fully capable of. And and I love that answer as a great answer, Rocky. I appreciate you sharing that. No, thank you, John. And And then again, I'll go back to like Rusty says, you get the people right, the results will be right. Yeah. It, what are some things that you might be able to share uh, for somebody who's either let's say, uh, younger in their career or considering a mid-career move or they're going to jump into uh, the construction side of the business. But what's some advice uh, that you would give them to help make that transition smooth and ensure they end up at a place where they're they're truly being utilized for their greatest strengths and values? It's a great question, John. I'd give the advice, John, um, for anybody up and coming in the construction industry or looking to make that move, uh, patience. You know, you definitely don't want to get too ahead of yourself or too overwhelmed. Sometimes it's good to take that extra breath, relax, 
analyze the situation, look at your best options and move forward. Every, everybody has a better thought on a clear head. You never want to make a decision rationally. So that's the, that's the best piece of advice I can give someone. That's good advice. We get so used to having everything at our fingertips immediately that uh, we forget sometimes uh, taking that long, uh, slow and low barbecue approach as opposed to a microwave approach actually yields more tasty results. It does, Mr. John. It does. So talk to me a little bit about uh, how you handle uh, the, the stress of the job, right? Construction never easy. When you get uh, feeling either overwhelmed or maybe just unfocused because so many people are coming and poking their heads in and saying, hey, Rocky, I need, I need, I need this. How do you get yourself recentered and refocused on what's most important for you to uh, do during that day? I've learned, John, when things get a little bit overwhelming, take my time, take a deep breath, relax, and look at my faith in God. If I'm running through any troubles, Mr. John, I try to sit down, say a little prayer, and I know the answer will come. Great advice, giving yourself the ability to see in perspective <laughs> what really needs to be done. Man, that's uh, that's good stuff. For Rocky, how do you define success? John, if, if I can get my guys home every day, safe and sound, whether it's to a hotel room or to their home because we're working local. As long as I can get my guys home every day to their families safe, to me, that's success. That's a great answer, by the way. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it's all about taking care of your people. I love that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because uh, And then again, John, it'll go back to that first piece of advice my dad gave me. You know, without your crew, you are not nothing. Without a crew, a foreman is nothing. Absolutely. If we're doing anything that's worth anything, it's usually going to involve more than just us, right? <laughs> and so you have to, John. It's a team. It takes all to, to get it done. Absolutely. Well, Rocky, last question I have for you. Uh, this is a question I really like to ask everyone because uh, it's very interesting to see the results. In theory, let's say we put you in charge of all of the digital signage uh, that's out there in our lives today. You know, billboards, our watches, our tablets, you name it. Everything's got a screen on it, it seems like, these days. If you could be magically in charge of every single screen and could put something on there that billions of people are going to see, what is it that Rocky wants the world to know? Love. We need to love each other. Good answer and uh, something we all need to aspire to, sometimes a little in short supply. Uh, could definitely use more, more love in the world. There's never too much love, Mr. John. I love it. And I say that a lot because it's one of those things that's very important. Um, the human condition thrives on love and, and certainly not on hate or even indifference. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. I appreciate the time, Rocky. It's always so much fun to be able to talk to you. I know we see each other occasionally as you come up to St. Louis, but it's great to be able to spend the focus time. And I appreciate you sharing uh, from the heart with everybody uh, so that everybody gets a chance to learn uh, from you and your awesome career. No, thank you, John. I appreciate you having me, sir.
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. I trust you had a lot of good notes that you've been able to take and maybe some actionable items that you're going to be able to put on your calendar so that you can internalize and then grow from some of the ideas that our guests are sharing. Hey, if you'd like to have somebody featured on the Under Construction Podcast, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to have conversations and share people's stories. You can reach me at jregan at keelycompanies.com. Thanks and have a great day.